0: is happening to the surface of the planet Earth and to the living systems here in the Central Valley of California. I am Pegasus, your host for Peril and Promise, KCBP's half-hour weekly show regarding environmental injustice and human recovery from health hazards in California. In every episode of Peril and Promise, you'll hear about important environmental issues which are intertwined with our physical and mental health. Everyone in the Central Valley of California is impacted by the stories you'll hear in Peril and Promise. In this episode of Peril and Promise, Desiree Lima, an integrative health coach, explains her quest for catalyzing solutions to the problems individual clients are facing. Here's Desiree. Hi, I'm Desiree Lima.
1: I'm an integrative health coach.
0: Awesome. And you work mostly in Modesto or other parts of the Central Valley?
1: I work mostly in Modesto, but I do go as far as Tracy, Manteca, Turlock, and I can also do phone coaching as well.
0: Integrative health coach. Okay. Not every one of our listeners might be familiar with that term. Can you explain more?
1: Well, as an integrative health coach, I form partnerships with individuals to help them in achieving their personal health and wellness goals. So this would include helping them to assess their physical and emotional state, their satisfactory in their careers, their relationships, their physical activity, and nutrition. And so what I would do is help them set plans of action for the goals they want to achieve for themselves.
0: In your own life, how did you realize that this was a calling or something that you could um, embrace and really feel uh, fulfilled by in, in this work that you do?
1: Well, you know, I've been a sounding board for many of my friends and a few of my coworkers for many years, and it seemed that when a friend was struggling with a matter, they would come to me for a listening ear and help. And I love to help them because, for one, everybody is different, so it never got boring. But most of all, it was the fact that they would feel so much better after talking to me, both physically and mentally, and it was really rewarding.
0: Great. How many years have you been doing this?
1: This, I'm on my third year right now, but as far as helping people, it seems like it's been a lifetime.
0: I see, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you work independently, or are there agencies that hire people with your specialty?
1: Um, I work independently, but I, I'm part of a company called TTE, which means Train to Eat Life, and it is a wellness company.
0: Is that a national one or just California?
1: This is California-based right now, but they're hoping to become national.
0: Okay. And as an integrative health coach, can you uh, tell me what you uh, believe is the future of this field of helping people with the, this uh, methodology? Desiree, can you tell me more about the overall field? Uh, you mentioned it uh, briefly in general, but I'm curious, like, why this might be needed even into the future? What's the long haul for um, for you and for this uh, field of work?
1: When we go to doctors, doctors give us you know, diagnoses and they give us medication, which is good at, at some point, but sometimes they tell us we need lifestyle changes and they don't have the resources or time to spend with us. And so what a health coach does is they help a person to achieve the resources and to achieve the goals that the doctor may have set for them also. Let me explain the process yeah. of integrative health and how it works for the person individually for the future. Okay. So during coaching process, my client leads the discussion on issues that they may be having on a subject that has piqued their mind. And as a coach, I listen carefully to what they're saying. Then I'll ask questions to make sure that I'm clear on understanding them. And what I'm doing is looking for clues into where their life is being thrown off balance. So when I pinpoint where it's off balance, I give them a small but effective suggestion that they can implement into their life for the next two weeks or until the session is over or until they reach their goal which would be their new foundation for health and wellness. Now, we live in a world that makes us feel like we're lost, which can cause great anxiety. And so when I get a client that comes to me feeling like that, it breaks my heart. So within a few sessions later, they're at peace because now they understand that they can make small changes in their lives for themselves and bring themselves peace both physically and mentally. And that's what coaching does for the future.
0: That is awesome, and it's um, it it seems nearly miraculous the way you describe it.
1: <laughs> you know what's really funny? That's what my clients tell me. It's like I can't believe it worked like that. So, but that's what I. That's how I. That's how I was um, understanding your question.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. In a sense, you know, obviously, people listening to this program know what radio equipment is they have cars usually they're listening to the show there Mm -hmm. um we're all part of this this modern world those of us in the english-speaking world in the year 2020 um so we we have a sense of uh professionalism but we also have a sense of more other ways of being in like uh where there's shamanic healers um sometimes Mm -hmm. integrated into the mainstream society so i'm just wondering um do you just have an innate gift? Was there training or certification that you needed to jump through or, or uh, achieve? I
1: did. I did get certified. I did get certified. I did go through schooling to become an integrative health coach. In fact, I didn't even know that integrative health coach existed, but my husband looked it up. In fact, he was the one that found the schooling for me because he thought I was good at what I was doing. But
0: yeah, yeah. Said, you need to get certified for that. Yeah, totally. I I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit more if you could go deeper into where you were in your life. It seems like you had a pathway in life like many people do, and then suddenly you're sidetracked and you say, "Aha, that's what I'm meant to do on this planet." That kind of Do you have any stories like that?
1: Yeah, um I actually work at a wellness center teaching healthy cooking. And so Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, conversation should happen Mm -hmm. while you're cooking, and it shouldn't be just geared towards food. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it should be geared towards life, and I noticed that when I was cooking and teaching, my students would talk about what was going on in their life, and I'm so interested in people and how their life is going, and... Just listening to them and giving them small suggestions, not telling them what they should do, but, you know, just suggesting things and them coming back and they're like, wow, that worked. It just felt really good. And I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I need to be doing.
0: Great. And as you said earlier, you uh, your job takes you uh, across different parts of the Central Valley. Um, can you tell me what about the... The environment, the, the air quality, the, um, the physicality of, of the Central Valley, people living at that altitude, all the different environmental factors that go into the population that you work with. Is there a linkage between unhealthy environments and uh, human mental health and human well-being?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, our mental health as regards to that pollution enters into the bloodstream and we inhale it through the lungs. It reaches the brain causing harmful effects on the brain and our mental health, which can result into neuroinflammation or hormonal dysregulation.
0: Hold on, wait, we have to take a short break. This is Peril and Promise, and we'll be right back in a few seconds to talk more about mental health and the Central Valley population. just joining us, I am Pegasus, host of Peril and Promise, and today's guest speaker is Desiree Lima, an integrative health coach. At this point in the interview, we were talking about physical and mental health being affected by pollution.
1: Which seems to be very common out here is that our mental health is affected by the air pollution. It can lead to changes in our day-to-day mental and social activities, and that would include our physical and mental health. For example, high levels of pollution in the air can lead to a reduction in the amount of exercise and socializing outdoors, which in turn affects the release of endorphins and other mood-boosting hormones. And so that can result in depression. Now, if we aren't getting enough exercise, then our physical health eventually also becomes at risk because exercise helps control weight, reduces the risk of heart disease, helps the body manage blood sugar, insulin levels, strengthens bones, muscles, and improved sleep. So all of that has an impact on our body.
0: In this new era that we're just entering now, as we make this recording, um, it's early March, but the this show will be played throughout um, other parts of the year 2020, so we don't know where the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, and where the coronavirus is going to take our society as well as um, uh, the health of people, because I'm, what I'm referring to is uh, fear as well as um, the clampdown on public activities. So could you speak for a little bit about what you think and hope for for the rest of 2020? All
1: right. Well, you know, I hope, I hope it gets better and just like everybody else, but how serious this is, you know, it's definitely a biggie today and a majority of the population need a peace of mind. And I think that's really, really important. You know, with that being, being said, I hope to give some relief. Um, I don't want to downplay the importance of keeping informed because it is important to keep informed, but it's more important not to consume ourselves with the media. And here's why.
0: Yeah.
1: When we consume ourselves With the ongoing negativity as of late, we can actually cause ourselves stress and anxiety. And when stress is prolonged, we do exactly what we don't want to do, and that is to lower our immune system. So stress decreases our body's white blood cells to help fight off infections. And when this happens, the immune system's ability to fight off antigens is reduced, making us more vulnerable, vulnerable to sickness. So... Like I said before, stay informed, but also take a break from the negativity. Um, That would include going for a walk, talk to a friend about something positive, do something creative, stay busy with something that you enjoy. Now, as far as physical, we've all heard the suggested advice on keeping ourselves clean through hand washing, covering our mouth, when coughing, sneezing, avoiding touching our face, our eyes, and our nose. And if we're sick, stay home, recover so that others who are vulnerable can be safe. I don't think that it is something that we should be terrified of, but it is something that we should be cautious of. But we should be cautious of at any time when a sickness is involved for somebody who is vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Okay. I'm also a believer in preventative care, which means building up the immune system. So because I do work with food, I do educate people on, you know, proper nutrition And it is really, really how it is important to keep our immune system up. And so that would include taking care of our digestive system. You know, a lot of people don't really think about how important probiotics are to our digestive system. It's actually the gateway to our immune system. So I encourage um, my students, my clients, all to take a probiotic on a daily basis. And it can come in different forms. It can come in yogurt, kefir, kombucha, and even some fermented vegetables such as sauerkraut, Kimchi, miso, and pickles. And vitamin C, citrus fruits, and chewable supplements because those things can also help our immune system. We also have things such as zinc, and we get those in the form of lozenges. We can get them in pumpkin seeds or oysters. Vitamin D, low amounts of direct sunlight will increase our vitamin D. We can get it in supplement form also. And to me, the most disgusting form to get it is cod liver oil. Personally, I hate it. But, you know, if it increases your immune system, especially in the times we live in now, it doesn't hurt to taste it a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that... (laughs) It reminds me just about the, the individuality of not just the palette for people, but also the, the value of your job. It seems that, like even though we're talking about this on the radio to a mass audience, there's the individual treatments that each person needs. So uh, when you mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, we need to stay informed, but we also need to not stress, I would assume that that means with each individual, they've got to draw the line in a different spot. And therefore, it seems that the... An integrative health coach such as yourself can help people draw those lines
1: that's exactly what i do is is help them draw the line on what is the most important thing in their life and if it if it actually is important now some things are important and they need to be need to be addressed but sometimes we can get too consumed in something that is not as important or can actually affect our well-being and we don't want that
0: yeah desiree what's the difference between an integrative health coach? and a mental health therapist or, or counselor?
1: So an integrative health coach helps a person that doesn't have any serious mental health conditions. Now, if an integrative health coach gets a person coming to them as a potential client and realizes that that person has a mental health condition, what the integrative health coach would do is refer them or suggest to that client to go seek that sort of help a help with a person that specializes in their special needs. Because there's so people, uh, co-
0: there's folks that are, are, are not diagnosed with these conditions.
1: Exactly. And so uh, an integrative health coach can decipher whether or not something is serious and that it's beyond their criteria. So if I get somebody that, for instance, shows a, a sign that maybe perhaps they have a serious, let's just say generalized anxiety disorder, that is more of a medical condition, and so an integrative health coach would not take on a client that has a medical condition such as that if the client is coming to relieve their generalized anxiety disorder. So those are those are things that integrative health coaches do not do. We do not diagnose people. We have them go to the resources to get a diagnosis from the proper authorities.
0: Great. Um, and are is there a... Uh... Are there, when you were talking earlier about, when we were talking about um, limited activities with the the COVID-19 pandemic and any other reason that people need to stay indoors and have less socializing, um, uh, for me, it's been interesting in you know, this, this past era, looking at that and talking to people at churches and other places, like how do we continue to have a social life? Um, when we're, when events are canceled, like Coachella and, and South by Southwest and other things like that, how do we continue to do these things? And I'm wondering what your feeling is on, um, uh, that, in general, how do we continue to have a good social life, and how much should media meaning um uh online social media or other kinds of use of technology be able to supplement or or augment or help?
1: Well, I think let's just say hypothetically, if a person is quarantined because you know that that is a possibility for for some of us keep in touch with your loved ones you know, if you have a phone. Talk to them. If your phone has FaceTime, FaceTime them Uh, with social media. Go ahead and interact with your social media. Just try to keep the conversations positive. I understand that maybe if somebody does get sick, they're likely to want to discuss their sickness. But if you're a person that's not sick, listening to somebody that's sick, try to keep them in a positive mood. Believe it or not, positivity, positivity can build that immune system. And so what we want to do is encourage each other. So doing our best to communicate the best way we can is really all we can do and try to think in a positive light. We want to keep those white blood cells up so that we can fight off any infection that may come our way.
0: Yes, fighting off any infection. It's a personal and society-wide responsibility. And many societies on earth are wealthy enough to pour resources into prevention to fight infection, whether personal or communal. I mean that before, during, and after... The outbreak of the novel coronavirus, humans ought to be practicing good hygiene, good mental hygiene too, and many folks are waking up to the fact that our society must also keep up our defenses for good health, as in industrial systems can be more life-giving and support the prevention of further pandemics. It's like finally in this era of housed people sheltering in place, this national staycation, there's more opportunity to become visionaries. I mean, it's been easier for unhoused folks living on the margins to have good analysis on injustice and wrongheadedness in our society, which leads to good social analysis from the bottom up when we hear from those who are most marginalized. But now in our state and nation, the middle class is getting that opportunity too to analyze the systems of oppression and dangerous human behavior, that can enable pandemics. This physical social distancing time and space is expanding the creative capacity of individuals and groups to be social probiotic creatures, to lead each other in promising ways of better health. So Desiree, because perhaps many of our listeners are not familiar with your field of work of integrative health coaching, I'm wondering if there's um, special luminaries in your field that you could uh, speak of in the field, the discipline that you practice?
1: Yeah, Joshua Rosenthal, he's the founder of the Institute of Integrative Health. He coined the term bioindividuality, which is a really interesting term because that means one person's food is another person's poison. Now, this can be nutritionally, this can be creativity, this can be career... So what that means is that what might work for one person might not work for another person because we're all individuals. And so what I appreciate about that is that when I'm talking to my clients, I see how everybody is different. So what that does is it helps them tailor their needs to their individual person. And I
0: love that. Yeah, your focus on the beauty of the individual one person at a time is sometimes called personalism what you say, Desiree, reminds me of a song. So let's dwell in that song for a quick break, and we'll be right back in a jiffy. You put yourself down, you'll never win, get out of that hole.
1: Keep your mind open your head. busy march, you can stand up too Don't put yourself down, you'll never win So let's all smash through Through the fear of being real, through the fear of being really you Cause living it up, it's a big ticket it's good for you Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah Ah uh. The thrill of living the ecstatic joy in merely existing. That was Tones on Tail, singing about what's good and healthy for each individual. Speaking of healthiness, today's guest speaker on Peril and Promise is Desiree, an integrative health coach who works in Modesto and beyond. So I've never thought about seeking help from an integrative health coach I've been to counselors and therapists and spiritual directors, but Desiree, can you explain how the relationship works between the integrative health coaches and their clients? I mean, in the context of integrative health coaching, can you explain the difference between the kind of work that the client does and the work that you do as a coach?
1: So much- thing about coaching is that it seems so simple, but it's actually not. I'll sit and listen, and it's and it's really hard on the coach because sometimes the coach has to pay close attention. Well, I shouldn't say sometimes; all the time, the <laughs> entire time that the coach is paying close attention. And so the client is sitting there talking, and the suggestions that the coach gives the client seem so simple, but no, the coach had to really think about you know how to suggest a idea or a topic to the person that would get, it. and they're like, wow, this is super simple. They come to me a couple of weeks later and like, my life has changed. And I'm like, wow, that was really easy for them. And it was hard on me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and that makes sense. I mean, just in, in the, the basic simple dynamic that people wouldn't be coming to you if they knew how to figure it out on their own. So they need a sounding board of, of some level of proficiency that you have.
1: And right. And also I look at things from, 10 different perspectives while they're talking to me about their one perspective. Cause sometimes yeah. people think in black and white. And so what I do is try to help them see it from different angles. And when they do that, sometimes the light just goes off for them and they're like, wow, I didn't think of it that way. And there you go.
0: Cool. Now in the remaining few minutes left in this program, I'm wondering if any of your work as an integrative health coach includes overt religious or spiritual components. I,
1: I don't direct people spiritually. That is a personal decision that they make on their own. Uh, That's something that I avoid doing as a coach because I have my own spiritual practice that I do. I don't like to say spiritual practice. I want to say religious practice. And I don't want to impose that on a person because I don't want them to feel pressured by me. So I don't want to do a conflict of interest. So what I do is I avoid that, and usually they come to their own conclusion on what kind of spiritual practice that they want to do.
0: Great. Thank you again, Desiree, for spending time with us on Peril and Promise. Thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to say uh, about your job or the the goodness of the work that you do and the need for people to use this in our society?
1: I think it's really important for people to, because the majority of the population can actually feel very lost in what's going on in their life. And I think it's really important for people to have a mentor that can help them because, when you have somebody that you can turn to for help, it's so important. You know, human communication is re- really, really important. And, you, and people, want to be, um, people want to be validated for the feelings that they have, but they also need to be directed in the, in, on the right path to help themselves. Mm-hmm. And the point of an integrative health co- coach is help a person learn how to help themselves, give them the tools for that.
0: Great. And um, where can people go uh, online, perhaps, to or on the telephone, to get more help or more information if they're not in a crisis right now and just want to are are interested in what we've been talking about?
1: Um, They can go to ttelifeinc.com and they can look at what we have to offer. We offer many different services, including um, coming up is personal training, and we offer cooking experiences and personal coaching also just such as what i do right now so yeah it's ttelifeinc.com
0: but, but because uh, this show is also on the internet maybe people are listening in other parts of the planet and can uh go to that same uh, website
1: uh they can all go to that same website
0: okay well it's been a joy talking to you desiree and i'm so glad that you're out there doing the work that you do and that people have access to this kind of um healing and help and coaching Thank you. This is in Promise and Desiree Lima was our guest today. Her field of service is Integrative Nutrition Health Coaching. You can learn more about this emerging field and how it can help you in the era of pandemic by checking out the Institute for Integrative Nutrition or integrativenutrition.com. There's also a seven-year-old book by Dr. Meg A. Jordan called How to Be a Health Coach An Integrative Wellness Approach. That's a good book for understanding, in general, what a coach can do for you as well as ascertaining if you'd like to explore becoming an integrative health coach yourselves. As Desiree said, she trained to be a coach and got certification. One of the best training programs I've heard of is at Duke University. And of course, in this day and age, they have an online learning system at Duke Integrative Medicine. So their website is dukeintegrativemedicine.org. That's D-U-K-E-I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-I-V-E-M-E-D-I-C-I-N-E.org. You've been listening to Peril and Promise, KCBP's half-hour show regarding environmental injustice and human recovery from health hazards in California. More information on today's show can be found at kcbpradio.org. This show is hosted by Pegasus and produced by the Peace Life Center of Modesto. Thank you for tuning in to Peril and Promise here on KCBP 95.5 FM. Our theme music of Peril and Promise is a performance by Alzara Getz of Dorothy's Melting.